Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Whitetail Wednesday podcast series. This is episode number three. And I have to apologize that it is a little bit late. Um, hopefully, actually, this will be the last time that that happens. It is really ramping up out in the deer woods. Um, and I've been doing a lot of homework with regards to that. Um, I'm currently also off of work, so doing a lot of back-end things on my end, trying to figure, sort some things out. So in the meantime, I get to spend more time in the woods, more time doing what I love doing. And with that being said, let's dive into episode number three. So the last episode um, you had heard from Trevor at Heathen Outdoors and the activity that he was starting to see down his way. Now, from where I am and where Trevor is, we're, we're only 35, 40 minutes apart in southern Ontario and the rut activity, the increase in activity is quite drastic. Um, whereas I didn't see anything on my properties as far as um, chasing, nosing, not nearly as many scrapes, the odd rub here and there, um, he had seen quite a bit. So now I am really starting to see that. And it, it really does baffle me as to how close we really are in the change in activity. Now, my goal is to get someone from down the Chatham-Windsor way to also talk about the behavior that they've seen and um, the interactions they've had with the deer so far this season, simply because that is kind of a the more west end of where we are as I'm the neutral grounds for a lot of um, my contacts and my friends. So, um if you know of anyone down that area that would love to jump on and talk about their their sightings and uh, their own research, that would be much appreciated to send them my way. So this week, I'm starting to see all kinds of rubs everywhere. Scrapes are being topped up. I've got a lot more daytime photos of bucks rolling around early mornings. Um, early morning seems to be a very popular one. Now, early mornings in this stage of the hunt is still, it's not totally for me. As much as I love to get in there, um, if you bump something at this point in the game, it is crucial that you could be pushing something out of there that will not be sticking around for the next week or two weeks, is which you're really going to want. So I try and stay out in the mornings unless I know I can get in 100% undetected. And one thing that I certainly do more is glassing. Yes, you're glassing in the dark. It's going to be hard to see those, but I'm telling you right now, you see a big buck in the area. He's going to have just a lick of white on the top of his head. You will not be able to miss it through those binos if you got a good set of binos. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. Um, I did just hang a set the other day with Trevor and I've got a perfect setup for a north wind. Um, I did this on the Thursday. So my goal is to be hunting Saturday the 24th and it's going to be a great setup. There's lots of new rubs in the area, um, some real thick timber, lots of twine and vine. 
So that's going to be great as well. Um, the chasing and the nosing has really began in a lot of areas. Not so much for my area, the London Strathroy section. Not that I've seen anyway. Um, but in other areas, it has certainly picked up. Um, I know the Vital Crave boys have got their second awesome buck down. And Tyler Borth was able to harvest that one. Beautiful eight-point buck by Tyler. And I guess if you were able to see the video footage of that, you could see this buck come in just absolutely panting. So it, it is picking up. I wouldn't say it's here, but I would say we're, we're a week out. And this next week is going to be probably my favorite time to be in the deer woods. Simply because once you get into that real rut phase that everyone's trying to hunt, here's the problem. You got bucks that have already done all their scraping, already done all their rubbing. And now they've already been in that seeking phase. And I, I believe that's what we like to call this is the seeking phase. They've already gone through that. They found the does they're looking for, and then they get to the lockdown phase. So really when everyone's trying to hunt that peak rut, well, that peak rut is generally when bucks are already totally on does. And with that being said, it's harder, much harder to get them off of calls, rattles, and, um, you know, using different tactics with scents and such. So I like the seeking phase simply because they're more respondent as to what's going on. They're declaring a lot of dominance in the area and it's an easy way to break them off of that. Um, now when I say it's easy, it's easier than the peak rut phase, but, um, it's still very difficult. You just got to have that right butt commit. You got to do your own research and due diligence and to make sure you are, if you know, if you're calling, if you're rattling your sequence, the way you're calling, all that stuff lines up to how a deer should call or is calling. And my advice for that is to simply watch YouTube videos. There's tons of people out there all over the place, Michigan, Canada, Ontario, you know, everywhere that have recorded all kinds of great YouTube clips and some might be fuzzy, but some people have captured some great sounds as to what it sounds like, whether it's a buck or doe coming into a certain set and what that deer is, you know, how it's vocalizing to the rest of the deer in the area. So those are something great to look at and you can kind of piece them all together. You know, search when a buck is coming into last light, search when a buck is grunting at a decoy. Um, searching what a buck is grunting at when there's does in the area. Find out what those calls sound like and find a way to utilize that. Combine them all together and see if you can put that out there into your field and make that work. This is also a great time when we're going to start seeing different changes and weather is going to play a large role in that, if not the biggest impact to that. Um, you know, aside from the does starting to become estrus, uh, one big thing that I really like to monitor is the barometer reading. So that is their high and low pressure as, you know, some news reporters or um, apps will have it. But what you're also looking at is that level of um, high pressure and low pressure. And what that is, is good weather, bad weather. So when you got a high pressure reading or a high pressure system, you actually have good weather that is settled in. So one of the best times is to be right after a storm. So you're going to see a low pressure, maybe, maybe something sitting at a hundred 
kPa and then you get something that goes up to 102 or even best one 103 kPa and that's really going to be right after a storm when we've got some good weather generally followed by some cold temperatures right around this type type of season and that's really going to get those deer up on their feet so that's not to say you can go out in the bush and you know there are certain days where you know dreary outdoors cast is going to tell you it's it's an okay day well you know there's people that are out there slamming big bucks and yeah it was just only an okay day it's not the perfect day to kill a buck but they're going to be out there so definitely the time that you can spend in the woods is certainly important doing it undetected is very important but these are some of the things that i like to do and the barometer is one of my favorites next would be the moon phase which we are actually getting i believe a full moon on october 31st i do not have my solar lunar calendar in front of me um, but I do always have one of those on the go at the time. And that's another time when in just my own research in my own studies, and as I've talked about it before, I have a little book that's in my truck. It's actually just a yearly calendar planner. And what I do is every hunt that I'm on, I put the wind, I put the, um, the barometer reading, I put the weather, I put what moon phase it was and what I seen that night. If I seen nothing, I wrote that I seen nothing. If I seen three deer, I wrote down that I seen three deer and I write down the behavior of what that deer did or what those deer did that evening. Excuse me, diving right into the coffee. Not enough of that yet. So that's kind of the way I like to do that throughout the whole season. And then I can always go back to, okay, what was the best day of hunting for me? How can I focus on doing that? Rather than getting out there and busting all kinds of things up or spending countless hours in the bush, I mean, now that I've got the time, I'm doing that. But if you don't and you really need to focus on getting in there on certain days, these are the things you can look for. So I would highly recommend get yourself a, a daily planner, a yearly calendar, and then you can record all your own own stats as well. So that high pressure system, look for that. We're going to be getting lots of that in the near future. Again, when, when you get a high pressure system, you can get something from, um, you know, a warm day and then the next day snow or the day after of snow. There's going to be an influx of change to that going up or down that barometer level. So you want to be in there on a high pressure level. That's really going to increase your chances of seeing a good mature buck. So that is kind of what I've got going on right now. What am I going to expect to see in the next week? Well, I think we're, we're going to see the high, highest point of the seeking phase in this next coming week. The, um, I think it's going to be the 26th, 26th on Monday, um, to the end of the week, Halloween, end of the month. I think it's going to be phenomenal. This year, there's already a lot of big bucks down on the ground. And I think we really got to kick that off with a great um, temperature change in the early season. I mean, that first week of October, we seen under 10 degrees on some of those days. And I really believe that kicked them into high gear. And yeah, perhaps things are going to move a little earlier this year. The rut does come around the same time every year. Just the behavior will change depending on the weather in my my research, certainly. So a lot of big mature bucks 
already down. Big congratulations to the guys at Vital Crave, Antler River Archery, James Vinas put down a stud of a deer. Connor also got an awesome deer yesterday evening. So bucks are going down. Does are really starting to funnel out and starting to get wild. Um, yesterday on my sit, actually, I had three does just absolutely funnel right out of the creek and they were they were bombing in they came they closed from about 90 yards to 60 yards just super intrigued i had a good sequence of rattling some calling um, very light buck grunting and a little bit of doe bleeding in there i'm not too keen to use the estrus bleat yet a little early you don't want to uh, make that mistake the deer know when they're the females are going to be in estrus so don't be putting those calls out just yet but I had these deer come in and they were they were hot and ready to party. It was everything had lined up perfectly. They didn't like the my decoy, so that's uh, something I'm gonna have to configure. Maybe I gotta get a big, better decoy. Maybe there was some scent to the decoy that they didn't like. Um, wind direction was perfect for me. But this next week is going to be unbelievable. I believe that you'll start seeing you know a couple bucks begin to look like they're locking down on does and that is like i said it's just going to be the highest point of the seeking phase so starting this weekend i'm going to be really focusing on getting in the in the stand in the mornings i'm not going to quite do the all day sits yet although if i find that day that is you know the 103 kpa and a under 10 degrees perfect wind that's going to be a day that I will consider doing an all day sit or at least, you know, like a, a 6.30 a.m. to noon and then get out of there. If I can get out undetected, have a quick bite to eat and get back in the stand within an hour, two hours. Um, and no, that does not hurt. If you get down and you can get back in undetected, then you will be okay. I find that deer activity will start picking up between the 10, 11 a.m. You know, now we're in the early weeks, you usually see it till about 9, and then she really starts to slow down. So I'll be getting in there in the mornings, and then as the week progresses the towards the end of the week, I'm going to be doing an all-day sit or two, and I think this is going to really pay off for me i think the deer are going to be up and at it without a doubt so that's kind of what i'm hoping for in this this next week is you know really be focused on where those deer are bedding coming in and out of there and uh watching the deer as they can kind of move around I'm, I'm gonna be kind of getting a couple more days of focusing on rubs hunting the rubs scrapes and um, then I'm going to be starting to move a little towards the food sources. As the fields are coming off, these bucks are running around. They're still looking for food sources as well. You know, there's there's two things on their mind, and food is certainly one of them. But, uh, you know, with most of our beans are cut. Um, if you still got a standing bean field, an awesome place to hunt right now. And once the corn begins to really come down, I have seen a few farmers taking it off, looking for moisture levels. So, you know, if, if that means they've taken off a strip or two of the headlands to uh, get a moisture reading, then, you know, that, that could pay off for you as well. But that's something I'll also focus on is maybe taking my stands out of, um, you know, the, the middle of the hardwoods, bring that a little closer to the field edge. In fact, the set that I just hung is maybe 15 feet off of the field edge and in some hardwoods right by a couple rubs 
just on the way into bedding. So, you know, I'm kind of coming off that food source when they're in their late evening, early morning, coming back to bed, going through the woods, doing a little searching, checking their rubs before they hit the beds. And that is a perfect pinch. So that's what I'm hoping to see if you're looking or if you know anyone that is looking to get on and talk about what they're seeing in the area. If you have any disagreements with me, if you have any positives or negatives that you want to share, feel free to reach out on Instagram or Facebook, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. I'd be happy to chat. Um, I'm always up for a discussion of any sort. I love hunting season. I cannot get enough of whitetails. I live and breathe whitetails. I know, you know, these deer go into a rut phase. Well, I start going into a Cameron loses sleep phase real quick. So I'm sure a lot of you do as well. Chasing after a big buck for a long time. It begins to wear on you when you can't figure out, you know, why you can't get it. And then there's, there's all kinds of things. I have my, my uh, yearly calendar planner open all the time looking at what the heck happened. So that is episode number three. As always, thank you to everyone that is following along this adventure. It's incredible. If you are looking to jump on, send me a message. Also, don't forget to check out the new online store for all the cool OOP gear. Support the brand. Support the podcast. Go to www.ontariooutdoorpursuit.com. You can find awesome three-quarters, camp hoodies, tees. I'm going to be doing a run of hats in a little bit. They might be here a little after the rut, so stay tuned for those. And in the meantime, check out that online store, leave a comment, check out more of the podcast if you've missed a couple, and we will see you guys next week for episode number four.